the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs Show on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, you better believe it. I'm hyped, man. I'm amped. It's Super Bowl Sunday. Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs, we in the building for the final time all year. So it's bittersweet, but I'm looking forward to this game tonight. You got the Chiefs and the Niners. Greatness on full display. And we get it popping for the next three hours, leading you into Larry Hardesty. So hit us up. You know the deal. 800-919-3776. You know the vibes. We're on Twitter at Ty D. Butler. He's at Brandon Jacobs 27. Hit us on the gram. If you got Tom, we've got Harvey. And it's Super Bowl Sunday with a two-time Super Bowl champion. Good morning, Mr. Brandon Jacobs. Ty, how you doing this morning, my good brother? Yo, I'm going to be honest, man. I, I I pulled up to the station. For some reason, I was nervous. I got the jitter. For? I don't know. Like my, I have no emotional investment. My team's not in this game. Uh, I, I'm not necessarily pulling for anyone, but I, I don't know. I got the Super Bowl morning jitters. Hmm. Interesting. I, <laughs> I don't know. I'm nervous. Nah, for me, I just I woke up this morning, went to the store, got me some cereal, poured pour me a quick bowl, and, and got myself ready for the show. Um, what type of cereal are we talking? Oh man, just so good old Frosted Flakes, man. Okay. Not crazy. Little, yeah, that's that's the not, OG cereal. Yeah, not crazy, man. I was in the mood for it. I was in the mood for it, so I went. I pulled up to the store, you know, you know, got a few boxes, and uh, and now we're here, man, on Super Bowl Sunday, about to talk about. The big game, the MVPs, and what we think about this, and what's our prediction for that, right? Yeah, man. So I look, I'm, I'm, ro- I'll start the show by saying I'm rolling with the Chiefs because I, I've too often been burned by betting against Patrick Mahomes. And look, we, we all in this business, we want to be right. Um, but there are certain things. There are certain times where. You're disappointed in your prediction just because it was so stupid. Now, if, if picking the Chiefs, <laughs> if the Niners win this game, whatever, I was be, wrong. Happy. I, I, I was wrong, but you know it, it's cool. If I bet the Niners and the Chiefs win, it's like, wait, you just bet against Patrick Mahomes, who in six years has been to the Super Bowl four times, who in six years in the playoffs has lost three playoff games, who's probably marching toward being the greatest quarterback we've ever seen like I, I just after betting against him against the Bills against the Ravens I've decided today I've had enough give me the Chiefs baby I, li- I like them to win this game tonight you know I keep hearing people say that through I, I, I kept hearing that like throughout the week time uh you know winning this one he'd be the you know the greatest quarterback ever well we forgot about Tom Brady that quick like are we really gonna do that no or, or, you know what I'm saying like I, no I'm just I'm just saying because people all week long has been talking about if he gets this one, he could be the best quarterback ever. I mean, though, well, he's sleeping he's on Mr. Seven. No, it's because he's pacing. Remember, Brady through, what was it, 13 years, was sitting on three championships. Mahomes could have that through his first six years. So at least he's on pace at age, what, 27 he is, uh, to, to pass Brady. Like, he, he no, would be at, at a better pace than Tom Brady was. That's, that's not going to happen. It ends here. It in, it what do you here. mean it ends here? It ends here. They, they won't win anymore after this year. So, but do you have them winning this game tonight? Yes. So, I have them winning this game. So tonight. you predict Absolutely. that – so I think that's very interesting because, like, all year long we've been doing this show. Every time we talk about Kansas City, the sentiment is, yeah, this team's not what they, they used to be. They started the season by losing to Detroit. 
We saw the drop passes become a huge issue to an historic in an historic fashion all year long. Kelsey got hurt. Chris Jones had his contract uh, dispute to start the year. We thought he could sit out the first eight weeks of the season. So my point is, for all of that to happen this year. And it culminates in, oh, they go on the road to beat Buffalo, on the road to beat Baltimore, and then in the Super Bowl they beat the Niners. It's hard to say that their window is closed. Like, it's hard to it's hard to sit here and say that. It is. But I'm going to. I'm going, I'm going to sit here and say that because, you know, you got some guys on defense. You know, their defense play well all, all year long. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, they're not in this position because of Patrick Mahomes. It's the defense. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely, and, and you know, you know, you know, no disrespect to Mahomes, but he, he is a great quarterback. He is the best, you know, one of the best quarter. Well, he is the best quarterback we are looking at now. That's that's lacing the cleats up, you know. That and I don't think that's that's a bad prediction. I just think they're gonna lose some people off of their defense. That's gonna cause them to be in them. Uh, that's gonna cause them to have you know some holes to be filled that may not be able to be filled. You know, in a time frame that they would like it to but be. But don't you think that this is going to be to be the worst array of weapons they have on offense? Like the fact that they're marching, I mean Rasheed Rice I think is a hell of a receiver, mm-hmm. but the you know he's their number one guy. You've got MVS. Uh so like the the what they have at their their disposal when it comes to their weapons, you know, obviously Kelsey is a, a first battle Hall of Famer. You would mm-hmm. imagine that they're going to you know, get some more playmakers on the outside in addition to what they have now with Rice and Pacheco and, and, and Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, offensively. I'm, I'm not talking yeah. about, I mean, what they've done, what Patrick Mahomes has been able to do with the guys that he have around him has been astronomical. To, to be in this position yet again, talking about, you know, the, the, the you know possible best thing ever with the guys he has around him, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, he's earning everything he's getting. Uh, he had a, he had a you know his season wasn't as best as it has been in the past. Mm-hmm. I think he uh, was second behind Josh Allen. Did, you know this year Eternal, with putting the ball in yeah. <laughs> you know in harm's way. So he didn't play his best football mm-hmm. this season. You know, but however they're 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 still in the Super Bowl and, and they're about to compete against a good a really good football team on offense and defense. Um, but for them, to, we've been sitting there talking about how down of a year that they've had, how this hadn't been the same Chiefs team, and they're still in the same spot in the end. I applaud them for that. Um, I just I I, I just got to give all credit to that defense. Though. That defense is legit, man, and it's the number two scoring defense in all of football, and we saw it. Just take it up to another level in the second halves of these games. Last week or two weeks ago in the in the championship game, yeah, they beat the Ravens, and we can and the, the storylines after were about Patrick and, and about Lamar. But the Chiefs' offense scored zero second half points. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs' defense in the second halves of these games are, are holding opponents to under a touchdown. Under a touchdown. So right. I mean, to your point, yes, that's what. A, a, a carry kind of takes on a negative connotation, but it's it's carried them throughout the year. But to me, even if they experience some bit of a drop off going forward because they lose guy, I mean they're the youngest defense in football, so they're going to be able to maintain that level of excellence uh, for some years. But even if they lose it, um, I look at what they'll be able to do around Mahomes, giving him some more weapons. Their offense is not going to you know, once again be outside of the top 10. I, I think that that's going to be enough to 
at the very least keep them in the conversation every single year that this dude is in his prime. Right, but you know, it's hard to be consistent as a defense. You know, your defense could be really good one year, yeah. and we can come out next year, and they can be second to last defense in the league. Like, just like the Jets. You know, the Jets' defense two years ago, you know, they made a couple changes, and not nothing crazy, mm-hmm. but they made a couple changes. They, they And their defense, well, led, led their team as far as they can lead them with yep. no offense at all. Mm-hmm. So things can change just that fast. You know, as we look at, you know, uh, with the Vikings, the, the, you know, this year, how that changed, the Giants, with their, it just stuff. Sometimes you're dealing with the same guys, and just sometimes it's just not the same. So to see them be able to come back and put up another, def- you know, another defensive season like that next year, it, it's, it, it'll be something special because that sometimes something that, 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 like, you know, that doesn't happen. Now let's look over to the other side because it's not just the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. They're playing a San Francisco 49ers team that has been knocking on the door for many years now. This uh, Four of the last five years they've been in the championship game, and now this is their second trip to the Super Bowl. And, you you know, we all remember back in 2019, they kind of gave that game away. Fourth quarter, they're up 10, and Mahomes leads the comeback. Jimmy G, I believe it was Emmanuel Sanders who was wide open on a touchdown pass, and Jimmy G just flat out missed him, would have won the game. But here's a shot for them to get it done. And it, it's so funny because I, I I thought that the last two weeks, you know, you get radio row, whether it's television or radio shows, you listen to the commentary surrounding this game and you could immediately tell there was not a lot of buzz because it necessitated manufactured fodder. And what I mean by that is all of a sudden Brock Purdy became like super polarizing where people are like... People can't figure out whether or not he's elite or he's a game manager or he's just, you know, he just happens to be blessed to be in the situation he is. Whatever the case may be, if he goes out there and balls tonight, Brandon, I mean, like whether or not he's a game manager doesn't matter. He'd be a Super Bowl champion for a team that hasn't been able to get over the hump until he got there. So he would deserve a lot of credit for it. Absolutely, man. I mean, you said game manager, right? We, I've been looking at this game manager, game changer stuff for the last week. Yes, but we've had nothing else to talk about. Yeah, nothing else to talk about, man, especially with Cam down in Super Bowl interviewing all these guys <laughs> that had something to say about his comments and what it is. I mean, I mean, let's let's talk about that real quick because I know we're talking about Brock Purdy. And I got to give Brock Purdy credit, which has been hard for me to do that with the guys he got around him. But just just recently, just, you know, just a game ago against Detroit, he had those same guys around him, and they were losing. They were about to lose the game, and Brock Purdy, he decides, you know, okay, man, we are in the game, and we are losing, and somebody needs to add something to he went out, he ran the football when yep. he needed to run the football, made big plays in the, you know, on the ground and in the air. If the if the 49ers did not have Brock Purdy in that NFC Championship game, they would not be here talking about. We would not be here talking. You know, you know, talking about them today. Yeah, and then even in the 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 comeback against the Packers, where he orchestrates the the game winning mm-hmm. drive to beat a Green Bay team that was humming, and the you know Green Bay blew it on their own. But Brock deserves a lot of credit. And and here's the thing. The story for him should be one that's inspirational. It should be nothing but positive. But it's really turned into a controversial hot-button topic on every single network. Because 
Like, here's a guy who, yes, is very fortunate to have Shanahan as his head coach. He is in in, a, in an optimal position where he's got Debo and Ayuk and Kittle and McCaffrey. Like, and that offense just has all the weapons. Trent Williams on that offensive line. Their line overall is really good. So, yes, is he blessed to be in that position? Of course. But ultimately, and you know this because you played the game, winning is all that matters. That's and it. on top of the winning he does have the numbers to support the excellence that we've seen put on display. Number one in passer rating, number three in touchdowns, number five in passing yards. He finished top five MVP candidate. So, Brandon, this win tonight, like there's no more ifs, ands, or buts. However you want to rank him is fine. You want to say he's not a top five quarterback? Sure. But this guy, you know, put some respect on his name if he goes out there, balls out, and they win the Super Bowl. I agree. I agree. He will be the number one game manager in the NFL. <laughs> you know, but I mean, but I can't, I can't, the last, I, I respect what Cam says, right? I do. And I agree with what he says. There's a difference. But the last two football games that Brock Purdy played in, he was a game changer. I don't know if, I don't know if anybody would agree with, with me, but the way he played in the last two games, that the 49ers have played in, he played he played like a game changer. He did. In my opinion. He did. Now, just thinking this through, uh, the naysayers would probably, you know, offer to you that maybe the reason why they were trailing to the Packers and down 24 to 7 to the Lions was because he wasn't playing all that well. So it's funny how that works, right? Like you get all the credit for the comeback, but then we forget about the hole that you helped put your team in where they were down 17 points. But I'm, I'm with you, man. Like, do I think he's Mahomes or Lamar or Josh Allen? Of course not. Joe Burrow? Of course not. He's not upper echelon. He's not elite. But I think we do sometimes get too caught up in where he was drafted. Because I'll ask you this. If this were Trey Lance having this success, would the commentary be different? Trey Lance number three overall pick, like if Purdy, instead of being the last pick of the draft, was was the third pick, would we still be this, you know, animated about trying to diminish, uh, diminish what he's done? Of course not. I think the draft status has a lot to do with it. Yeah, I do too. I think I think draft status have a hell of a lot to do with it, because uh, guys want to be right. Guys want to be right on their draft picks, right? They want to they want to make things work. That's why San Francisco held on to Trey Lance so you know so you know so long but he had never got over the hump to being a starting quarterback for them so they until they finally just, just say screw it we got to let this guy go and, and see if he can spark something up you know somewhere else but if 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 Brock Purdy would, would have been picked top five pick we would be giving the GM all the credit in the world for knowing his stuff and this that and third but given the fact and I keep saying this given the fact that Brock Purdy is was was Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick of the draft. I think he's done everything he sh- you know he could do for the 49ers. Yep. You know what I'm saying? If they didn't win the Super Bowl or, or not even go to the Super Bowl, if Brock Purdy fell down and broke both of his legs last year after that game is over, I think the 49ers still overachieved with with who they had and what where they drafted him at. People don't be like people. It, they're not that successful with last picks of the draft at quarterback where Brock Purdy has to, has had this team. Of course not. And, and a lot of credit does go to the brains of the operation. You know, John Lynch putting this roster together. And, of course, Shanahan, who is just an offensive mastermind, uh, 
McCaffrey, Offensive Player of the Year, he was rightfully given that award. But Brock Purdy, even though like it's it's weird because we're so accustomed to you know biggest game of the season, the last game of the season, the Super Bowl, it being quarterback versus quarterback and measuring the you know doing the tail of the tape. Brock Purdy has changed it because you know we saw Jimmy G get his team to a Super Bowl and mm-hmm. we've seen Shanahan have success with other quarterbacks. But I just think that. He's doing something Jimmy G didn't do. He's putting up the numbers to go along with the winning, mm-hmm. and for that, uh, tonight's going to be interesting to see what the reaction is. That like, could it, could the world handle an NFL where Brock Purdy is the Super Bowl MVP? Man, the last pick of the draft, <laughs> the Super Bowl MVP. That's going to be fun. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. We are cooking here, going until two o'clock. Chris Canty, uh, Brandon Jacobs, former teammates, going to join us at one o'clock. Preview the Super Bowl. Go around some of the big headlines in the NFL. It's the final day of the year. It's bittersweet. No football, real football for another seven months. But we're here talking to you at 800-919-3776. And Brandon, I'm picking the Chiefs. But coming up, I'm going to tell you why I'm rooting against them. And it has something to do with this. <laughs> the Chiefs win this game tonight. Case can be made. They've already ruined next year's regular season. I'll tell you what I mean by that coming up next. Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs, going to 2 o'clock right here on 987 ESPN. Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs show on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, we getting in the mood tonight. Usher's going to be doing a halftime show. So we playing Usher records today. Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs, Super Bowl Sunday. We are here, 800-919-3776. On Twitter, Ty D. Butler, Brandon Jacobs, 27. Head over to the gram. Yo, you on TikTok, BJ? I am on TikTok. Oh, what's your shot that TikTok out? What's up? Let me see, man. Oh, now you made me go to it and it's playing loud. <laughs> <laughs> you got the reels running on TikTok. It's, it's just B Jacobs twenty seven. Like that's what it is B. on TikTok. I gotta, I gotta figure Twi- uh, TikTok out because it's like becoming the most popular. Not, not becoming. It has been the most popular uh, social media outlet. But I, I don't really know how to work it. So what do you, what do you personally post on there? That's some videos of my kid working out. Uh, probably just, just something for my podcast we got going on. Uh, just, just stuff, man. Word, yeah. What's, what's the podcast? Who you do the it's, podcast with? It's, it's called Facts Over Feelings. It's one of it's, it's with two of my boys, man. Uh, Some real life stuff. Yeah, it's like man, pop culture. Okay, a lot of stuff that's going on, a lot of stupidness for real that people like that people got get get clicks for. Mm. You know, we, you know, we talk about stuff like rap. Okay. Uh, you know, our yeah. debate was the other day. Ty is Eminem. One of one of my co-hosts said that Eminem is not even top twenty. I said, Ridiculous. man, I'm done. I'm done with the show. Ridiculous. I'm done with the show. <laughs> done with you. <laughs> done with everybody else. I mean, he put guys like. I would say Jack Harlow yes, in front of like, I you been gotta to, be yeah, kidding I me, off man. The, that's a new thing we do nowadays. Walking off the set, that's a to to argue he's not top twenty. That's that's not even that's bananas. Yeah, that's ridiculous. It's like not even interesting. And, and I love Jack Harlow. Uh, Jack Harlow just put out a, a, an album. Like Jack Harlow's my dude, but putting him over and man, it's not even close. That's crazy. Yeah, man. And then he said, um, "You don't get in the car and nobody's bumping Eminem." No, the like. When the last time you've wrote with somebody else, first of all, to even see what they're bumping. Exactly. And no one listens to the radio. Of yeah. course not. So everything is, is manually. Like you man, you you do, you put in, put on exactly what it is you want to listen to. Exactly. He said, KRS-One is harder than Eminem. I'm like, you're done, bro. 
Uh, so Eminem is in that space where I don't know that his music has his has necessarily aged well, where it still has like radio um, playability or right. like you know whatever you listen to Spotify. He had an era. Yeah, right. Yeah. There are some people who have aged better, but like if we're just strictly doing a list of the greatest of all time, any argument uh, that he's not top twenty to me is an insane one. Uh, but that sounds like a cool podcast, man. I might have to pull up on your podcast one day when I'm when it's I'm cool, down at ATL. Yeah, it's cool, man. Yeah, you know we love to have you. I, I know, you, I know you know a lot about a lot of stuff, man. So so we love to have you. You you come up with your own subject, Maybe your yeah. own topic that we can talk about, man, and we go get it. We could do that Haney Garcia thing too. Henny Garcia is going to be a big oh, fight. Oh, man. It's going to be a really big fight. And I think people, I think if, if Ryan goes into this fight with his head on right, I think this is one he can win. There's no excuses. Uh, I didn't like the excuses he had last time. We were just talking about he thought he had a, a, a plant in his in his camp. I didn't love that for, for, for Ryan. You still got to fight. What yeah. do you, you still got to fight. <laughs> you still, Nothing changed your fighting style. Exactly. Right? Everybody watches you. Everybody can see. Like, and I like Ryan. Of, yeah, I like Ryan, too. He's a talented guy. He's a yeah. talented young fighter. He's got some He's, swag. Like, yeah, you know, absolutely. Social media game on fleek. I like it. Yeah. But, he got to fight, though. He got to fight right now. You know, young boy Devin Haney coming to get it. He's, he's coming to take everything that they say he couldn't have. So uh, I'm here for it, man. I'm looking forward to it. 800-919-3776. Before we get to the phone call, uh, I, I want to pay off this quick tease. So I said the Chiefs winning tonight, to some degree in my mind, ruins the regular season. And maybe that's hyperbole. But, you know, one thing you love about the NFL is that it's rife with parity. Like every single year, yes, you have teams that you expect to be in it, but there's so many things that happen. There's so because of the hard salary cap, there's there's so much roster turnover because of the sheer violence of the sport. There's so many injuries that take place. You get head coaches fired on left and right, general manager carousel. So many things happen over the course of a season and year to year that, you know, it changes the landscape as far as, like, who the upper echelon teams are and what the hierarchy is. There's a reason why the Chiefs tonight could become the first team in two decades to go back-to-back. It's it's not mm-hmm. often that you'll see a repeat champion. But I, I, I look at this season, Brandon, and all the conversations we had about this being a down year. I mentioned Kelsey. Initially, he got hurt that, Fred, in that first week. Uh, you had Chris Jones with his contract dispute. You've got the receivers dropping passes. Mahomes, as you mentioned, uncharacteristically was turning the ball over at a high rate. And if it all ends with wins on the road in Buffalo and Baltimore and then in the Super Bowl against the Niners, it's like, what what can we say about them going forward? Like, how do we construct a legitimate argument that anyone in the AFC can beat them? Like, if their down year ends with another Super Bowl where— you know, they were led by their defense, and then Patrick Mahomes put on his cape in the, in the, in the championship game. Like, what else can you say about them next year? Nothing. Can't say anything about them. You can't say nothing. You can't say anything about them until they're not there. Exactly. So it you ruins know, the can't. conversation. Because it's yeah. just like, oh, Baltimore, good, sure. But they're not beating the Chiefs. Bills, good, sure. They're not beating the Chiefs. Oh, Aaron Rodgers, healthy, cute. They're not beating the Chiefs. They, they become, you know, invincible. If they're able to win this game, given the season that they had, and given like you could also make a strong argument that as far as the championships they've won, this was the hardest. 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, absolutely, because you got a loaded team across the ball from like the, uh, the San Francisco 49ers, and you're still not at your best. You're still not at your best. I still don't think the Chiefs are at their best. They're, they're the same team that just turned it on at the right time, and you know, and they did. And to say that this had to be, would you agree that this this was their most difficult run in the playoffs? Wow. By you know, by having two you know two games against two really good teams, yeah, on, you know, on the road, only having one home know? game. That you know, they they normally get a bye. So they don't get the bye. They have one home game against the Dolphins. And I get the Dolphins were, were beat up and so were the Bills. But that's still the number two seed in Buffalo. Miami was one of the highest scoring teams in football. Then you've got Baltimore with the MVP and the number one defense on the road. And now the Niners, who we all season long expected to get there out of the NFC. Like that's mm-hmm. that's quite the, that's quite the slate. Absolutely, it's nothing. It's nothing you could say. Uh, you know, I started off the show earlier, but I, I don't mean when I say they can't do it next year. I just think it's so hard for your defense to play that good consistently, year in year out. That just that that just doesn't happen. It's, you know, most time that doesn't happen with one or two changes. I just yeah. You know, next you know you know next year is going to be a very a very interesting season to to watch the Chiefs and and see what happens and and see what they change on the offensive um upon the offensive side of the ball. Uh, I'm looking forward to it already, man. I, I, like, I can't wait for it already. I'm looking forward to it, too. I, I would imagine this is going to be the worst uh, the worst they look on offense going forward as long as that right. guy's behind, quarter, uh, behind center as the quarterback. And if they still find a way to win, I just don't see a path for anyone going forward outside of some type of significant injury, which, you know, it's not something we can really game plan for. Let's go to New Jersey. Batting leadoff is D. James. What's up, D. James? Hey, how you doing, guys? Doing well, man. What's up? Talk to us. Yeah, I'm. I'm not saying you know everybody picking the chief. I understand that Pat Mahomes, Kelsey, but you guys don't understand. Forty nine is them for the last two games. We didn't play forty nine is ball. All we gotta do play forty nine is ball. Run the ball. Keep Pat Mahomes on the sideline. Dominate the clock, and we'll be fine. Because we've been locked up for the past four years, man. We lost to the Chiefs in 2020. No way, no how. We're going to, bottom line, we're going to beat them 31-17. Well, i say this. Yeah, I did pick the Chiefs to win. And you said yourself, the 49ers have not been playing 49ers ball these last couple of weeks. If the 49ers is not going to play 49er ball against the Kansas City Chiefs like they played against the, you know, against Detroit, there will be no no game at all. Exactly. I was going to say they, they can't afford not to play 49er ball against the Chiefs. If they the, can't afford that. If the teams that show up tonight are the two teams we've seen all postseason long, no shot Kansas City's losing. Because the Niners can come back against a young Green Bay team. They can come back against an uber-aggressive uh, Dan Campbell-led Lions team. They are not going to do that against Kansas City. A mm-hmm. well-oiled machine with that defense, that head coach, and that quarterback, just ain't going to happen. 800-919-3776. Quick break. Right back to your phone calls. We'll hear from uh, a lot of the... Parties involved tonight. Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes. We'll get uh, the perspectives from Shanahan, Purdy, and McCaffrey. So still a whole lot to do. We continue to take your phone calls right here on 98.7 ESPN. Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs show on 98.7 ESPN. Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs hitting Usher heavy today leading up to the Super Bowl, Apple Music Super Bowl show. Usher's going to be out there doing his thing. We're on the program. 
Uh, you know, it's been like a, a sneaky topic the last couple of weeks. It's just been floating around. No one's really talking about it. But it's this idea that if the, the Chiefs win tonight, Andy Reid could walk off into the sunset and just decide to retire. And, Why you know, would he do that? And, and that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, you got it's a chance not, for a three-peat. But he's he, not sick. He's 65. You know, he's got a family. He's been doing this a long time. So maybe he's decided that, you know, he he wants to go off on a high note. But I, I would just think if that if that guy was my quarterback and he's 27, I could just keep on winning. Yeah, but Andy Reid knows how the NFL works. He, they've been consistently good for the last few years. And I think he knows at some point that's probably going to come to an end. And he's probably – but I don't know. I, I, if I'm Andy Reid, I'm not even coming close to thinking about him yeah. retiring. I mean, he's not – you know, guys usually retire when they're older and they're sick. You know, their health isn't right. And normally that's what happens, you know, like that. But uh, I got one thing to say, Ty. What's that? Why in the heck are we can are we going to play Usher the Ooh. whole day? Can we not wait for him to perform in the Super Bowl? So I Why do we have to listen to him all the, the whole show? So I did this like mental exercise when I was driving in uh, to the station today, and I've, I'm listening to New York Game Day with Anita Marks, Mike Tannenbaum, and your boy Amani Toomer. And I'm like, because I had texted Tom and Harvey yesterday, I wanted to play Usher records, you know, just to get you know get us groovy, get us get us in the mood, get us you know our pregame to the pregame. So the mental exercise was how long do we go into the show before Brandon Jacobs complains about it? And we hit the mark. It's 1139. So not even an hour into the show. <laughs> I knew it well, was coming at some point, but I, I just tried to figure out when it was going to happen. Yeah, no, nah, man. The whole show is, 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 is uh, that's a little bit absurd. We I, did it last year for Rihanna. People loved it. So I said, you, we got to bring it back for Usher. Vegas is on. I don't know about that, man. We might have to throw some Taylor Swift in there, too. Nah, I don't that little shake either. it off? Nah? No, I'm nah. good. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm good with that, too. You, so, you know? you're not looking forward to the halftime show tonight? Man, no. I've never watched the halftime show of the Super Bowl. Why is that? Because, I mean, it's it's irrelevant to the to the to to what we sitting there for. Wait, so... Yeah, it's com- I, it, it, it it means nothing, you know. It means nothing. Did you ever have teammates watch the halftime show, like because you played in multiple Super Bowls? Did you have teammates locked in on what was going on? Man, they would have been beat up so bad <laughs> if they would have been out there talking about watching the halftime show during the <laughs> Super Bowl adjustment period. That's what I call halftime. So no, nah, man, we, I never had any teammates go out to watch that during the Super Bowl. And I mean, guys. I, no, I watched this, the 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 uh, the halftime show, and when the New Orleans Saints, I think it was, played the Indianapolis Colts, I want to say in Miami, I can't remember exactly. Uh, maybe it was, uh, yeah, I think it was the Colts. It was just one or two in two thousand. Uh, Would you say what down, team down in Miami? I watched that halftime. I watched that halftime which, show. But which one did you say? Saints Colts. Yeah, when that the was, Saints. Yeah. What was that? Two thousand Saints Colts. Two thousand. Was that? 2006? It was in. It was in Miami though. It was in Miami though. I do know that. Was it? Oh nine. Yeah. Oh nine. It was two thousand nine. Yeah, well, I watched. Two thousand six was Colts Bears, if I remember correctly. Yeah, two thousand nine. Yeah. I, um. 
I watched that halftime show, and I can't even remember who it was. Uh, so the Rams kicker, if you remember, a couple years ago when the, the, the Bengals— uh, Yeah, I'm sorry, I said the Rams. When the Bengals were playing the Rams, it was Evan McPherson, who at the time of a believe was a rookie in the NFL, actually sat and watched the Super Bowl halftime show. He can get away with that because no one's— no one's involving him in anything. <laughs> no one's involving him in the in a in a halftime, you know, in the adjustment period. No one's calling on the kicker. No one's calling on the punter to say you got to do better with this. You got to put the. But no one does that. So they could probably they they you know they can get away with going stand out and watch the show. Guys that actually out there and is a part of the the adjustment period is I'm gonna say halftime. They can't go watch that because then people are consistently calling your name. You have to answer every time. You can't sneak off to go do anything because they because they need you there. They they you know they you know they need you to be a part of what's going on because have because most times the adjustment starts with you. So that's not the case for for Man, the kicker. The disrespect, can go out and watch. the disrespect for the kickers is something I'm not going to take on this show. Well, I'm not, and I'm, I'm, I'm not necessarily being disrespectful. I'm only telling the truth. All right, so to answer your question, it was the rock band, The Who. Uh, they performed at the halftime show during the Saints Colts. So you were locked okay. into a rock band. Good for I you. I wasn't locked in. I didn't even know who it was. Diversifying All I know, your palate. I like is that. This fa- is this family won NFL tickets through the Super Bowl? And I was one of the people that the NFL chose to go watch the game with this family. I that's all it. I could, that's all I know. Right, well, and I went. Well, I'm excited for it. So I'm, uh, you know, we're gonna be playing a lot of Usher records throughout the show. I'm sorry, man. We we just got to do it for the people. Uh, we mentioned Andy <sighs> Reid and whether or not he would consider retiring after uh, the season. Patrick Mahomes was asked that question during media week. I'm highly doubtful. He enjoys it every single day. He loves it. And he comes to work with that, uh, that energy every single day. So it'd be very surprising to me. And I, I haven't got any sense of that um, in any sense. So we're talking about this dynasty uh, when it comes to Kansas City. This would be their, what, their third Super Bowl victory in the last five years. Six straight AFC championship games. Uh, this would be obviously a step in the direction of a Chiefs dynasty, right, Travis Kelsey? It's been thrown around a lot, and it being our third in five years, I think the the number three is a big number in terms of uh, dynasties and things like that. So hopefully we can get this thing, and yeah, you guys can start talking about dynasties. I just I'm trying to get this third ring though. Third ring, man, back to back champion. You you a Travis Kelsey guy at all? I love Travis Kelsey. I do. Um, He's got the podcast in, and all that. Best tight end in NFL history. Ooh, even over uh, Gronk even and over Tony everybody. Gonzalez. Over even over everybody. everybody. Yes, the best in NFL history. So you're taking him NFL over Gronk I'm taking him game. over every— Everybody. I'm going to say this again. <laughs> I, didn't NFL, first, I didn't understand you, did you the first first two times. You, you, you did not. The best <laughs> in NFL history. I got to go with—I got to give that to Kelsey. He's, he's been able—he's was he's there consistently. You know, the, you know this year wasn't as— strong for him but still made some big plays down the stretch of big games to help his team win these games you know i mean he he, he he's there man i i gotta i never seen a lot of tight ends do and put up the type of things you know the type of numbers that he's doing man he's clutch he's, crazy. he's, clutch. he's clutch every bit every big time play he's involved in you feel great about the ball being in his hands especially uh you know uh when patrick mahomes is the guy throwing it to him he's the leader He's got personality. I think he's great for football. So and, does that take away from him? So does that take away from his greatness? What? Because I, I, feel, I feel that's why you said that. What? 
um, with Patrick Mahomes throwing to him. No, 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 no. I'm, I, I was just saying that combination is deadly. That okay. combination some, is deadly. Because some people might argue that. And no. Some of these other tight ends had, you know, certain guys throwing to him, and he's still able, you know, they, they still was able to be, uh, you know, productive. While Travis Kelsey has Patrick Mahomes, who might be one of the best quarterbacks in NFL history. So you can't really give him the best because he had that quarterback throwing. No, nah, he deserves all the You credit. know how people are. Yeah, pe- you know people, people will are. try to find ways to diminish your accomplishments when when you know it's them not being a big fan of yours for whatever reason and a lot of people uh choose like the the i don't want to get into it but the vaccine stuff has turned a lot of people off when it comes to kelsey so they've used that as a tool to knock him but i mean he is if not the greatest tight end of all time one of them and certainly is gonna continue adding to that legacy i mean you look at his numbers man the playoff number he's up there with jerry rice like it's it's insane what this guy has been able to accomplish uh but we we've uh been talking niners chiefs obviously the super bowl tonight i wanted to go and get someone who I know is fully invested in this game. He's the only Niners fan we have at the station. He is, of course, the esteemed producer, RJ Santillo of DPH on Rothenberg, a show you can hear every single morning from 6 to 10 a.m. with uh, Dave Rothenberg, Rick DPH, RJ, and then, of course, Ray Santiago. They do an excellent job. Yo, RJ, man, I, I-, I want to go through all of the-, the emotions, the feelings. It's game day for you, my man. What's going on, bro? Ty, what's going on, buddy? Dude, it's like I'm playing in the game. I have no impact whatsoever on this game. I, I, a grown man should not wake up this nervous for a game that he's not playing in and has no impact out whatsoever. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. So how important is this game for Brock Purdy? You know, I know, you, you know you're, you're a fan. And, and, and do you believe that Brock, that Brock Purdy is the guy for the 49ers? He's got to be right. I mean, Brandon, good to talk to you, by the way, and thank you for that one year uh, out by out by the bay. And I mean, he's got to be just by the numbers, right? I mean, I, Brandon, you were no better than me. You were in you were in some of these locker rooms. I mean, he he he's he. I know Shanahan has showed a propensity. He will move off you if he does not think you're the guy. He will pivot real quick. So for Shanahan to put all his all his eggs in this basket. I mean, it tells me a lot. He knows a lot more than I'll even come close to even knowing just a fraction of. So he's got to be. I just – I don't worry about how he would handle a loss. He seems pretty even-killed regardless, I mean, for not knowing him. But I, 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 I worry about some of the guys on this team for some of the long playoff runs they've gone through. And, I mean, I, I could ask you, Brendan. I mean, you, you've obviously made it to the other side. But some of these guys that to get back here for a second time and for all the deep playoff runs – they've made what would it mean to get here again and lose i mean at some point you kind of worry about not losing interest but believe it do you believe at some point you can't do it oh no every time you get there you know you always start the season thinking like man listen the end goal is the super bowl the end goal is the super bowl uh and and, and that's what 32 teams you know strive for what 32 teams 1500 players 50 whatever it is everybody has that goal now, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs has been one of the guys. They've been one of the teams that's been more consistent than any other team, you know, within the last six or seven years. The 49ers have been the team in the AFC that's been more consistent than any the other teams, you know, in the last four or five years, at least to the championship game. So, I mean, you don't ever get to this point thinking, you know, you can or cannot do it. I mean, you know, 
I've made it to the game twice, and there's not one time that I ever thought that we wasn't going to be able to win the game. You know, and, I, and, and, and that's just what it is. Like, you go into the game thinking you're going to win the game, going into the game thinking and knowing that you're prepared enough to know what's getting ready to happen and to know, you know, every situation that you have in front of you, you know what you're going to be hit with from quarter one to quarter four. So, I mean, for me, I like Brock Purdy. I like the 49ers. Uh, I just, in this game, I just think, you know, it's – I think they're going to be overwhelmed by Chiefs defense. But I still think that Brock Purdy is the guy for the 49ers, you know, whether they win or lose this game. Yeah, I think to an extent he's got to be just because of the way the money works, right? I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know what else he'd be looking for. I mean, I know I know what the numbers he's put up. I know what he's looked like. And I, I know he's got talent around him, but I'm not worried about that. I think the only thing, like you said, you worry about is how many great teams – not even just in football. I mean, look at the look at all the teams that didn't win because of Jordan. I mean, how many of those Knicks teams deserved a title? These Niners feel like they deserve a title. That's Hall of Famers on both sides of the ball. And listen, these these Chiefs. What concerns me about them, and what should concern everyone going forward in the NFL, I, I, we talk about teams that could find different ways to great to win to win games. Great teams find different a multitude of ways to win. They're finding a multitude of ways to win championships. If they win this one, and that would—that's what would scare me moving forward. Because we said last year was the year to get the Chiefs. Didn't happen. Now this year was the year they—they they weren't even supposed to make a run at all. And now here they are, winning three, uh, winning three road playoff games and or two two road playoff games and a, a neutral site game potentially. So, yeah, I don't know, man. This this feels like the year to get it done. This is every, everything's aligned. There's not a guy on the injury report for the Niners. This yeah. feels like. The time to get it done. Listen, RJ, I, I, I'm picking the Chiefs just because you brought up Jordan. We can go Brady, LeBron. There's certain guys you bet against them enough and you, you come out looking stupid where you decide, yeah, I'm not betting against that guy anymore. But I'm pulling for the Niners for the reason that you just mentioned. Last year, Mahomes won a Super Bowl on one leg. This year, it was a quote-unquote down year for them. Remember, it started off with the Lions loss. Kelsey was hurt. You had the Chris Jones contract dispute. Their receivers can't catch. Mahomes is turning the ball over uncharacteristically. And if they then go on to end the season with road wins in Buffalo and Baltimore and then in the Super Bowl against the Niners, I mean, as a team that roots for uh, one in the AFC, how do you feel good about anybody going forward when you know that this is going to be the worst Chiefs offense we see with Pat? Mahomes. Their defense is good. So I need your team to get it done tonight, man, just to give everyone else in the AFC some hope. Oh, man, you and me both. You and me both. I mean, it, it seems unfair with all the all the pieces they got. And Spags, man, I, I, he uh, he's very quietly. seems like he's building a Hall of Fame resume uh, on his own. And I know he's going to get after Purdy a little bit. And it, that he's Purdy's great against the blitz. He's great under under pressure, as we've seen. It's just we, you know, the obvious. You can't get off to a slow start. And it concerns me a little bit that, you know, whatever look he reads when when he turns his back, like if if they stick to the run, like I hope they, this has got to be a thirty thirty five run game for Shanahan. This can't be what the Ravens did whatsoever. When he turns his back to that defense with that play action that Shanahan likes to run, what's that defense going to look like as compared to when he sees it when he turns his back again mm-hmm. to look at the defense? And, the and then what happens after that? Yep, with all those yep. disguises. Trust me, and I know the disguises because Spagnola is, is the king of disguises with with his defensive uh, front, 
uh, uh, shifts and coverage tilts and you know one time you read man you know run you know you can have a guy run with a guy emotion across the ball and nine and a half times out of ten that means man coverage or that with spags that's not necessarily the case you can have a guy running with him and the coverage tilt and he could be in zone he can bring safety off the back side while still playing zone on the front side like it's crazy it's crazy nine times out of ten if you blitz a db most times you're in man coverage most times you're in man coverage, but that's not the case with Spags and some of the looks he gave. I, and I watched that in practice. I practiced against it. I've seen it firsthand. RJ, I got to get your thoughts on this, man. All right, so what's the day look like for you? Because we still got, what, six-plus hours before the game. Like, how do you go about the motions of being emotionally ready, physically ready? Like, give me the next six-plus hours for you. <laughs> Dude, I should, I should have went out to the West Coast just to watch this game. I can't take six and a half more hours of this. I need this game at, at, at 3 o'clock or whatever it's going to be out there, at 3.30. Dude, every, every minute feels like an hour. Every hour feels like a day right now. And I, it's, it, it's such a it, – it, like I said, the, the anxiousness didn't hit me until, I'd say, Friday. I was pretty good all through, all through the first week, all through this week. And then it got to Friday, and I was on my way home from, from the show, and I was like, man, when I come back Monday I, – I told this to my wife, and she looked at me like I was crazy. I was like, life's going to be different Monday, one way or another. <laughs> and I, I don't know if that's wrong for a grown man like with with a child to say it like, but that's the truth of it. Life's gonna be different after this. You got you got people coming over, or is this something you got to watch by yourself? Uh, t- tight circle coming over, so a little bit of family. That's it. And but, we're keeping it. We're keeping this to of uh, some, some some trusted uh, some trusted sources. They know the rules, though, right? Like no unnecessary conversations. Not too many questions. Let's just watch the game. Let me focus on this, and if they lose, just immediately go home and don't talk to me. They know all of that already, right? <laughs> Dude, I, I even told that because because my wife was kind of laid out. She's like, "What do you want me to tell people if it doesn't go well?" Well, one, we can't really put that out there. But two, I was like, people can do whatever they want. I'll just sit there quietly and probably not talk to anyone for a couple of days. So, I mean, I'll show up. I'll show up to work tomorrow and, and, and things that could, you know, put my life at risk. But you know, beyond that, I, I don't know what'll happen. So, I mean, if it, but if if they win, I mean, I also don't know what'll happen. So, we might get baby number we'll two if they win tonight. He's got you hit a baby in the background. <laughs> we might get that tonight, BJ. <laughs> but, he, you know, he, he he's got he's got a lot of nerves too. He doesn't know how to handle the situation yet. I mean, it's just this first playoff so yeah you know we'll see well man it's great talking to you bro i'm rooting for you tonight uh sending you the family some love shout out to little antonio as well hopefully we get to see his night you got some niners gear for him that you're gonna post on social yeah we'll get we'll get his uh we'll get his game day, game day fit out there, there we and go. uh i appreciate i appreciate you guys having me ty brandon thanks uh, you guys do a great job man. of course man Thank shout you. out to you rj all love make sure you guys check out dph on rothenberg uh with the fellas every every single morning you hear that brandon he's a, he's as nervous as you would have been uh coming into super bowl games and he's not even playing that just gets to sh- that just shows you the fan perspective man we're all locked hey, into this we're locked into a fan i mean a lot of fans man i Players, it, it means something, right? It's, a, it's, it's big for players because you're actually playing and you're performing in a game so big. But for, for but for fans, some fans wait for this, man, for years. Man. Some some fans like like you still wait. <laughs> I was going to say, look who you're talking to. <laughs> look, I, I don't you're know what that waiting. feels like. <laughs> I don't even know what it feels like to, to, to be in the Super Bowl, let alone win. Right. So it's big time for some fans, man. But, you know, like even though the, San Francisco, the 49ers have been there, you know, recently, but it's fans that's waited like Detroit. They won the NF. They won the NFC North in 
and 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 people are crying and 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 they want a playoff game and people are crying like those people have been waiting for some side some sort of success for years. So I I, I take my hat off and it does mean a lot to the fans. So they, they can be just as nervous as players. You know, it's warranted, man, because you're waiting for your team to be able to. And and all it is with fans is bragging rights. That's it. Yeah, but you know That's the it, difference. Else. The difference is, and we got to hit a, a break here. But the difference is you control what's happening. Like, you can mm-hmm. physically control the outcome of the game. Us fans, we're just watching. Like, mm-hmm. we, you know, we try to engage in, like, superstitions, sitting in, in the same spot that we sat the week before, you know, mm-hmm. wearing underwear or whatever the case may be. Like, we can't physically do anything to alter the outcome. So that's why sometimes we're more anxious than the actual mm-hmm. players because you guys are professionals. You've been doing this, and, and you have all the confidence in the world. But, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. So we'll continue to talk about the game, 800-919-3776. Also got to get to, man, I'm excited for this. Uh, the Hall of Fame conversation, because we saw the guys get in. Mm-hmm. An interesting names up next year for the Hall of Fame. We'll talk about that guy who you played with, and it's going to create such like fascinating conversation. Uh, so let's get into a little bit of that coming up next, right here on 98.7 ESPN.